0: Hi everybody, welcome to the imagery segment. Uh, today, I'm joined with Daniel Late. He's the VP of Global Marketing for Circle Cardiovascular Imaging. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that uh, you're willing to chat today.
1: My pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: Awesome, well, uh, to give the audience again a little bit more context about how we came to this conversation today. Uh, we looked at well over 240 Startups that we think are within the imagery category as a whole, and one of the top companies that we came across was Circular Cardiovascular Imaging. We're really excited about the things that they're doing within, especially cardiovascular imagery. They have a lot of great functionality. They have a huge presence, um, and there are a lot of interesting markets. So I invited Daniel with me to talk a little bit more about some of those the product details, and we can dive into some of the functionality and how their the company works. So with that, Daniel, I think we're going to cut to a video of so that the audience has a good visual of what the product actually, how it functions and how it works. Daniel, is there anything that you wanted to add on top of that to just general description of circle cardiovascular imaging?
1: In terms of a backstory, I think it's not dissimilar to how a lot of the startups started in, in any industry. Um, we're obviously in med tech, but, um, in our case, I was obviously a, an incipient need or an unmet market need that existed, um, back 10 year plus ago when, when the company was funded, um, and was specifically on the field of of cardiac MR. Um, So back then, a few physicians kind of uh, come together and didn't necessarily like all the offerings that were in the market to read and and report for cardiac MR specifically, like I said. Um, So they started to develop a very primary solution, software, actually. One of the physicians actually went on to study and, and becoming an engineer, which actually speaks to to his passion that he had to resolve that issue. Um, and that was actually picked up pretty quickly, even though it was um, a very uh, still uh, simple solution at the time. Um, and with all the interest, they you know, again met with some some individuals, they started creating some funding, um, and then they created a company. The company was was Circle. Um, and that was around 10 years ago, but I'm happy to elaborate on what happened since
0: awesome um one of the things that was really unique and i want to get into now some of the product features uh you have a lot of functionality and um uh in 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 short it's it's really you are providing a lot of tools that can analyze both mr mr and ct scans and provide a variety of different insights and one of the things that kind of stood out to us is you know, among the theme among most of your tools is being able to use image rendering or recognition that really quantify uh, heart measurements. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about, and I, I mean, we're, we got a lot of features to go through, so but in the general theme about what it seems like you guys stand behind is being able to take the tools that you have and, and really quantify a lot of the measurements. Um, can you talk about the reason why this was important?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well spotted. Um, you know, Obviously, I mean, as an intro, obviously, Circle Cardiovascular Imaging develops solutions for cardiac MR, cardiac CT, um, like you referenced. And this encompasses a full array of specific solutions, namely fully automated quantitative perfusion for the heart, for the flow, myocardial strain, electrophysiology, and also tools for interventional plannings um, amongst others. But like you said, the, um, the golden thread or the commonality that we have as a vision is that we're trying to transform medical imaging from a qualitative science into a quantitative uh, method. Um, so a lot of our tools were developed with, with that in mind, certainly, and particularly in the last five or six years, or slightly more uh, with the advent of, of AI, which we started to work very early on. Um, a lot of that quantification is, is based on those tools
0: as well. Great. Well, and, and talk about, you know, the, you have your cardiovascular MRI solution and that does things like detect wall motion at and quantify flow it some of the things you mentioned assess, uh, Cardiovascular unique structures. How did you build this functionality? I mean, this is a pretty broad, broad question, and we'll we'll go into some of the other specific features, but where does that data set come from to train these algorithms? How are, I mean, how it's it's a lot of these things are very unique and very specific. And you know, how did you build out this this tool set?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was multifaceted, obviously, um, in terms of the development um, itself we have almost 100 people working in R&D every day every single day which is quite substantial for a company on our side and operating on a market that we do so they obviously um, have a very high technology uh, technical uh, degree of of understanding uh, for that but moreover uh, it's the partnerships that we have with key institutions around the world and obviously a global company operating in all, almost all continents from Asia Pacific to um, United States in Europe and Africa pretty much well over so we have key partnerships with um, key hospitals that are kind of doing the state-of-the-art as it goes with, with cardiovascular imaging so we're partners to them and help develop solutions with their aid um, from a data perspective to answer your, your question directly particularly AI, um, a lot of of the proof is in the data, um, and that's always the case. And it's very hard for any company to um, to obtain that data, first and foremost, but also to annotate that data and to treat that data on a way that is meaningful for every solution that you want to build. Um, So in order to tackle that, again, through partnerships and some uh, government partnerships as well, like I mentioned, for example, one which was a major um, here in the UK actually where I'm based. Uh, we partner with um, a project uh, government sponsored as well, which is the UK Biobank, which allows us to um, to get access to a lot of that key data uh, from which we develop a lot of the solutions thereafter. But um, it's, it's it's quite a comprehensive um, project for sure. I'm trying to keep it simple for just for the sake, but those are perhaps the two or three uh, Points that are like, to I like there?
0: Yeah. Well, it's 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 both for some of the, a lot of the tools, and I'm I'm generalizing because there's a there's a lot of specific solutions that you have, um, but it's not only being able to quantify um, a lot of the measurements that you're taking from both the MRI and CT scans, but it also seems like you're trying to identify indications of different types of diseases or any other types of issues. Can you? talk about that process of, what does that look like to a provider? And how are you diagnosing? Is it in absolutes? Are you saying, are you providing risk levels? I know there's some uh, different solutions have maybe different ways of approaching this, but I mean, how does uh, your platform identifying issues and what does it look like to a provider?
1: No, uh, good question, Carl. So the, the essence of it is, is in our solution, obviously, as it should be, I think, um, the users always have, always have the final say on how they wish to, to manage their patients. So we don't provide, you know, you know, this is it. And you cannot change it. Anything like that. It's, um, it's not what we do. What we do in fact is that we provide quantitative measures. We provide, um, aid to the physicians to their reading and reporting based on, best practices and, and guidelines um, that are set uh, worldwide by working with some of the key opinion leaders that we do uh, to establish those guidelines, to work with those guidelines, and then our solutions represent this. Um, obviously, the, the physician, like I say, has, always has the final say in, in terms of how they wish to, to do the final diagnosis and to effectively manage their patient.
0: Now, I wanted to highlight one of uh, the unique tools that you have. And I believe it's uh, the the way that pronounce is the ADAS 3D. That, And uh, to kind of simplify it, you're basically taking MRI or MR or CT scans of the heart. And you create 3D models uh, that help really providers quantify or at least visualize fibrosis, wall thickness, structures of the heart. can you explain why these 3D models are important and what is the difference between what providers traditionally would use and how this functionality or this tool improves the workflow of providers?
1: Um, so what our tech, technology allows is, uh, particularly for the electrophysiologists, to better understand their patients and their patient's heart. Um, um by kind of translating those black and white typical daikon images mri and rct um, into something they can use so um, we also obviously provided the underlying images but we translate those into 3d models which you can actually go through the heart in, in layers and you can actually see um all that particular patient heart is in case for example if they have an infarction, all that is, has that infarct um, affected the, the morphology of the heart, um, by ways of fibrosis, for example, that I mentioned.
0: So it, it's really just to, it's, it's taking 2D images and making it much, much easier to understand the issues of the heart and specifically where they are. And having a 3D model helps a lot of these providers visualize that and then make decisions from there. Yeah. It's really, really interesting tool. The other thing that um, uh, you guys talked about, which I thought was unique in comparison to a lot of other um, cardiovascular imagery startups, is the, what you have is called the automatic quantitative perfusion. And it's in simplify it for the audience, those who are not maybe healthcare providers, is you're really just taking multiple MRI scans, and you're trying to analyze the exact heart blood flow. Is that... Uh, it's, it's easiest way and simplified way to explain it, okay. Uh, can you talk about the process, well, first off, can you talk about why this is important, and can you also talk about how this process is traditionally done, um, when, what it looks like at a, at a provider, and then why having this tool has improved the workflow of providers?
1: Sure. Um, that. So, and first and foremost, you know, pertaining the the quantitative perfusion. Um, I mean, historically, the way that you kind of analyze the ischemia using cardiac MRI, for example, has has traditionally been visual. Um, so we were the first to to bring to the market a solution that actually allows to quantify um, a blood flow. And. Um, that is, the results are comparable, for example, with um, PET scans um, as well, which is somewhat, something uh, for gold standard in some countries um, to, to analyze the ischemia of the patients. So we provide um, an MRI based alternative, which obviously comes without radiation, simply because it's MRI um, and that's fully embedded and integrated into, into the CBI 42 tool. So not only can you then do the ischemia assessment by the um the qp quantitative perfusion but you can also perform all the other diagnoses that you need to do that go into association with it that is obviously assessing the morphology of the heart or you know blood flows generically in 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 the vessels by ways of the aorta or others so it provides that holistic comprehensive solution um, on a quantitative fashion that allows you to manage your um,
0: the physicians to manage their their patients better okay and um, um, you know going back to this this question and, and kind of highlighting it again what um, in comparison to what providers have traditionally used uh, not using your 3d models not using your AI that already helps quantify a lot of the structures of the heart and blood flow of the heart, et cetera. And prior to that, just using traditional 2D images or, uh, or traditional CT or MR, or MR scans to, uh, to view information and make an assessment and try to move forward. Have they really struggled with traditional processes of using you know, the, the traditional method? And is it a really big jump? Uh, to now using these 3D models these automatic solutions that automatically quantify a lot of things like the blood flow that we talked about or the structures of a heart
1: yeah I mean so the fundamentals are are still there obviously what we bring um, is an additional method that allows people not only to quantify but basically to make things easier you can still do uh, obviously the traditional way we just provide a method that is um, perhaps more reproducible and obviously mm. being quantifiable, um, you, it allows you to you know, um, manage the patients on, in a certain way instead of, you know, for example, providing a full written report, uh, you mm. can actually provide numbers and values, and, and those values um, based on the guidelines help you identify certain pathologies,
0: certain diseases, and, and so on okay. and so forth. That makes sense. And so, it really is a, a, a significant improvement. It's not just a simple step up from what to traditionally exists today. It is really a, 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 a big move forward in having this functionality. Um, and with that, one of the unique things that within this space, there's a handful of companies that use image recognition tools, image rendering, to be able to provide a variety of different analysis. Um, But you take it one step further. You even have solutions that helps plan for um, structural heart interventions. Uh, You can evaluate, analyze, assess structure of a heart, different components of it. Um, And then you can build out out a workflow to help these providers plan out things like surgery or therapy. can, Can you talk about what this actual workflow looks like? How involved is your platform? Um, in providing or suggesting what uh, providers should be doing Um, and why is this important?
1: Sure. So from the international planning specifically for for structural heart disease, which is the area where we're focusing focusing on, um, we provide many solutions. For example, um, for TAVR, which is to help planning uh, replacement of the arctic valve, or metro valve um, planning um, as well, septal crossings amongst many other solutions within that space. Um, So for example, if I um, focus on on TAVR or TAVI, depending if you're in Europe or North America, um, as an example, uh, it's been around for going on, almost a decade now since the first procedure and we all learn a lot from it, but one of the things that I don't think anybody would argue is the value of of imaging into helping plan that procedure better so we can have better outcomes for the patient. So that's what we come in. So uh, we take images and we created very specific workflows for each one of of the specific devices. And there are many in the market nowadays um, in terms of valve devices. we provide a holistic solution that goes from actually understanding what's the access path through the femorals or radial or even um, transapical or others um, to, you know, the endpoint, you know, how, what actually the, the size of the, of the valve that you should use for that particular patient. That's all based in, in imaging. So that's where we come in. That's a solution that we deliver. Mm-hmm. and. Um, it's obviously focused within, in this case, mostly CT. That's kind of the gold standard together with ECHO um, to better understand those, those patients. Um, and it's, you know, if I look beyond TAVR specifically into, for example, mitral that's obviously a, a lot of potential there even to grow to to a larger size. Um, it's uh, right now it's over 15 billion dollar uh, market, the, the structure of heart disease. And I think it's, it's only going, going to grow faster.
0: OK, that makes sense. And, and, and then it's not only providing the, the right measurements or the right, um, uh, uh, I guess, the right suggestions and what is the right way to continue with the procedure. And that helps providers find the right medical devices or implants. That also helps them to understand a little bit more about what is the appropriate procedure for this structure of this heart. Um, is that as your platform in this case the, the standalone workflow that providers are working directly within your platform the entire time through this process, or is this an add-on to an existing, you know, EHR uh, EHR solution or? Um, uh, I guess maybe you take this question and step back a little bit further. How do you implement circle cardiovascular imaging into traditional hospitals uh, or work with providers? What does it look like? How, how much hand-holding does it go into training a lot of these the, your users and, and um, is it an offshoot or is it, uh, is it the main platform that uh, you know, your users are gonna be using their entire uh, work day?
1: So there's two questions in there, I would argue. So I'll, I'll tackle those separately. Yes. In terms of, of, of the integration, let's say we're obviously fully his enabled and we're very much plug and play. Um, so regardless of what the systems they are using by ways of scanners, for example, or other equipment, we're completely vendor neutral. So we integrate with all of them. And in fact, we're we're direct partners with, with many of those um, Large equipment manufacturers such as GE and Siemens and, and others, they're partners of ours. Um, so, you know, that's one one piece in terms of the integration and the plug and play and, and being easy to work with uh, from an IT perspective, but also for you know new users to kind of get adapted to the new matters and get this integrated into into their workflow. Um, but that's perhaps the um, the IT solution. I think the Major piece for us that makes it a full-encompass solution, and why we're we're market leader in in many countries, has to do with the education that we also provide to to the physicians. So we have um, developed specific efforts within the medical education sector. Um, not only we provide user certification cases to our users um, by ways of you know direct trainings and off-site trainings and, and things of that nature. But we also at the higher level provide you know, medical education and something that we call um, the Symphony Academy. So users can can register for that and they can be educated in, in multiple aspects of, of cardiovascular imaging, not just necessarily associated with CBI forty two and, and what we do, but cardiovascular imaging in general. And beyond that, we also partner with a lot of the societies um, that operate in, in this field to again provide. Um, that education to physicians and and helped grow the market as well Um, particularly within cardiac MR and cardiac CT that's something that we're we're very thoroughly involved um, with some of these societies to deliver
0: okay no it's it's quite unique because I think you also have um, um, and then as you just mentioned and and even an education platform on top of that you highlight in your website that um, a lot of people can learn quite a bit of information from. Uh, One of the other tools that I wanna quickly highlight, you also have a specialized tool for the assessment of uh, coronary artery disease using CT images. Uh, And this can be calcium scoring, this can be uh, plaque assessment. We kind of touched on this earlier. How are you providing the right scores or how are you providing these scores? How are you assessing these patients? how involved are you making a diagnosis? And what does that look like to a provider? And I know you talked about how you're here to assist providers, not take over work, not take over their decision-making power. So on a tool like this, what does that look like to a provider?
1: Yeah. So if I focus on the um, the coronary artery disease um, market, let's say, which is the solution that you're referring to, um, it covers multiple aspects. Um, you mentioned, calcium scoring, so for that, we use the traditional Agatston scoring, which has been very extensively validated by many decades. So we obviously um, have a very streamlined and automated AI-based system that allows users to, to, um, to automatically quantify that. Um, and additionally, you also mentioned the plaque. Um, so the plaque feature um, or module allows us to actually evaluate not only the quantitative value, but also the composition of each one of those plaques, which obviously um, has implication in terms of, of the management of, of the patient, either by being you know, calcified or non-calcified plaque and things of that nature. Um, and furthermore, um, and perhaps what it's you know, used extensively routinely has to do with obviously quant- actually quantifying uh, the vessels or the artery. And, itself. So um, again, we provide very optimized uh, tools that allow the physician to um, visually evaluate but also quantify um, some of the stenosis in case that exists or or the size of the vessel and and things of that nature. And that obviously is a great gatekeeper um, for uh, for patients in in the early uh, coronary artery disease, for intermediary uh, risk patients, for example, instead of you know, doing a cat um, characterization of their of their arteries, they can you know do this exam and it has a very high uh, negative predictive value. So by, just by that exam, you can actually avoid um, and something that is a little bit more uh, uh, an intervention, right? So it's a lot more
0: invasive. Gotcha. And I I apologize because you have so much functionality that for a lot of specific use cases, it's kind of hard to go into each detail in every single one of them. But um, but in, in general, it's really your platform is allowing providers to really visualize. You're prevent, presenting data and uh, absolute data that can quantify a lot of things exactly. And from that data, providers themselves can make the decision about what they should do. It's not... Uh, in some cases, and for most um, specific use cases of your, of your solution and your platform, it's not that you're saying this patient has this type of disease or this indication. Uh, you're, you're more or less on the side of here's the data, let the provider make the decision. Is that how most providers prefer it? Or would they rather have you tell them and make the decisions on their behalf?
1: That's uh, arguable. Um, this is our vision, and and I think okay. it certainly aligns with what we feel our customers want. By way of primary market research, we can certainly try to go in another direction. But this is, um, I think, aligned with what the market needs, and that's why we're doing it in this fashion. Gotcha.
0: Well, I, and I wanted to and to to jump because one of the things that was. Uh, I think some of the newest version of your software as you announced how you've launched all of these AI assist tools for the number of different uh, solutions that you already have today. And and kind of that segue into that. Uh, what, you know, can you talk more about what those AI assist tools are doing for a lot of those types of features? What's the primary shift? And it, it, it might kind of blend into the last question that we had, which is, how far are we making a decision on behalf of providers versus how are we just present are you just presenting you know uh, the data that they need to know Yeah. so I think
1: I'll answer that on on a more broad scale um, sure. for me, AI is perhaps one of the largest revolutions of of the century, and it's been around for for many decades, but particularly um, over the last five years uh, or less it's just been um used not just in medtech but particularly in medtech if you look for example at rsna kind of the main focus of that is all about ai and it's for a reason Um, and for me the reason is that ai if all by just being a tool necessarily but if applied correctly can really revolutionize not only how quickly how quickly we can you know develop new tools if we have the proper data and we have proper ground tools and the proper um annotation to that data um, so you can easily you know if you have the expertise you can easily uh you know, create a very competitive solution in the market in whatever field it is by using this this very revolutionary tool and that's that's um, i mean the, the key of, of ai for me and that's why it's, it's so revolutionary not only on medtech but you know, in finance and all the other areas um that exist but um for me, it's, it's important, and to kind of tackle what you said, it's important to understand that it's still just a tool. So it needs to be used correctly, right? So as any tool, if we don't apply these techniques um, correctly, then we won't have the accurate results. Now we're we'll making decisions based on, on inaccurate data. So that's perhaps the caveat um, of, of the use of AI.
0: Gotcha. And do you have a specific uh, use case about how your AI assist tool in one of your solutions? I know that you have a, a, a big tool set, but i I'm, I'm just curious what this what does that AI assist tool look like to a provider and this could be for automating measurements, this could be performing a diagnosis, this could be creating procedure plans like but what could you give us an example? yeah, so
1: gladly so for me. Perhaps the most impactful um, would be, um, you know, the way that we use AI to actually quantify volumes and actually the morphology of the heart and things like ejection fraction and so on and so forth. So just to give you a frame of reference, even in nowadays, um, but particularly if you look a few years back, it was not uncommon if you're doing a typical cardiac MR exam, including everything that you took over an hour to do everything and i'm talking looking at the images reading and then reporting and you have to actually manually draw and and measure and quantify the region of interest in very specific areas measure all the heart so you can imagine it's quite cumbersome so we developed a solution that does all that work um, to um, very high degrees of of confidence comparable comparable with users with 20 plus more of, of, of expertise in, in the in the area just with the click. So basically you do a click and the system does it all for you. And then again, the user just needs to go in and validate if that results make sense, if there's any mistake for sure, but you don't necessarily need to do that manually and lose between brackets an hour. You can just do that in a few minutes or seconds even. Um, and then you can use the rest of the time either to do more exams or actually to be more thorough with each one of the patients to more um, sequences or acquisitions that allow you to further diagnose and, and things of that nature. So for me that's perhaps a quintessential example of how AI is, is revolutionary and, and it's been revolutionary in, in CPI 42.
0: Okay that's really cool. I, I, I want to touch base on the actual physical process of how providers interact with your tool and how it's implemented. Earlier you talked about how you partner with a lot of different companies, you have a lot of integration partners, um, but what does that actually physically look like? How is your software implemented or, you know, used within a clinic, and how are you actually plugging in, like, how does your, how do you input these MR or CT scans into your into your platform. And, and what is the, are you providing a laptop? Are there computers there? Is it a web portal that uh, providers are using to look at your, uh, your solution?
1: Yeah, um, that's the easy piece. Um, so like <laughs> I mentioned before that fully is enabled, right? So, um, the solution that we provide from a technical perspective is, is a client service solution. Um, so typically you have a server, uh, where that server is connecting with all your modalities, either there is MR scanners of any brand and model or CT scanners or both, it all feeds into that server. Um, and then that server is connected with basically the client machines, the workstations, um, where the physicians can, can work on a concurrential fashion. Uh, so I can actually be in this laptop, I can you know, be on my reporting room and then I go to, to visit with a patient or do a consultation I can continue doing my examination there whatever I have an installation a client installation I can I can do that that all that analysis and reporting um, if applicable get fed in back to the server and it integrates with you know PAC systems or, or VNA so it's all registered there so if, again that patient comes again for a follow-up you can actually um, re-access all that data, all the analysis that you did, not just the report, but actually the physical measurements and the quantifications. So we can have an, a record and a history of, of that data um, for that particular patient. So I think the value of, it's invaluable, you know, okay. providing that service to, not just to the physicians and our users, but, but to the community um, and
0: the patients. Okay. it's relatively simple then. Um, I'm curious on, um, uh, just kind of as a, as a company, it seems like healthcare software companies uh, have really long sales cycles. It's hard to sell into providers. It's difficult to work with, you know, EHR platforms. I mean, how, how do you guys manage this? I mean, does that change? how you operate, I'm, I'm just curious how you've overcome a lot of these obstacles.
1: Kyle, that, that's absolutely true. I, I'm painfully aware of that. Um, I mean, the way that we um, we kind of tackle that, it's it's twofold. Um, and the first kind of at the risk of repeating myself has to do with being completely easy and and the kind of the plug and play aspect of our solution that is not over encumbered um, to into the IT departments and having all of that configuration, you can do that in a matter of hours um, and get ready to start. So that's the plug and play concept. Um, but the other aspect, as far as kind of the sales cycles go, um, it has to, our solution is really diversifying our sales channels. Um, and that's not only by ways of our partners that I mentioned a few, like Siemens and GE and, and IBM and other partners, which with the more partnering into delivering that solution embedded within their systems as well, uh, as it's the case with the ones that I referenced. Um, but we also diversified it from, from a geographical perspective. Um, so like I said, we're, we're a true international company. We have you know, 60 nationalities working with us by ways of our, our, our human resources and we're operating in over 50 countries with you know multiple regulatory approvals all, all that sort of stuff and we have physical presence of not only sales representatives but application specialists and, and technical um support in in many countries around the globe so you know by diversifying um that geographically as, as well we were able to diversify the sales channels so we're able to um you know not being relying on you know if a pandemic happens And it critically hits, you know, the US randomly, uh, you know, we're not, you know, we don't have our our eggs in, in one basket. Um, so that's kind of how we tackle that, um, that
0: issue. And, and kind of following up on, on some of the points that you mentioned, uh, and this is kind of a more of a general question, but it's hard, I think as a healthcare IT company or a software solution to grow internationally uh, and especially different providers and different markets, you know, have completely different systems might operate differently. How have you guys managed to grow at such a big international scale? Has it been just a long, slow, painful process? Is it, uh, do you see quick growth? Do you identify markets that you already know that you want to tackle? You already have partners that are there before you go there. Like, how does that process work?
1: I wish I have one, one <laughs> answer for, for all that with fit all of those. But I think it's uh, it's on a case-by-case scenario. Certainly, we understand what's the market potential. We understand typically which markets are going faster and you know what our customers want. So that's all we need to know. That's the foundation. Um, and then based on that, that's how we do our investments. So for example, if you look at Cardiac MR, and in most countries, it's growing at around the 5% annual growth rate. Um, but for example, if I look at the brick economies, then that's actually close to ten percent. Um, so that's obviously you know, a guidance um, for us to as a business, and that's for example the reason why we have you know physical people located in, in China, where it's growing a lot, or in Brazil, or, or in other markets that I can reference. And we have a very long history with you know key sites there on our you know, over ten years of operation now, um, and a lot of the. The key opinion leaders which have done started to do cardiac mr many years ago've been their partner for a very long time so we've created very very strong relationships with them so that's also also very beneficial into helping new people and that's where the education comes in right um, educating people on the value of these techniques and at the same time the value of, of our solutions and how can we help them reach um where they want to be and manage their patients more effectively.
0: Is and that really what uh, resonates with your customers is the deliverables that your software can offer. Is that kind of what you, you guys end up pitching?
1: Um, yes, yeah. yes and no. Um, I think it's also the the relationship aspect and, um, obviously yeah. as being a market leader, like I mentioned in, in many countries that, has been there for a reason. So it's not just about the solution on itself. Um, obviously it's, it's an holistic solution and it can be, it's very flexible so it can fit needs from, you know, small clinics just doing a few exams to, you know, multi hospital enterprise solutions. So that's, that's really beneficial regardless of where you're working or what is your, your system. But I think the most important piece for us is, is kind of the human factor. And actually being there with them, with all the stages of, of, of their education and, and assisting with that and, and being part of that, that journey with, with our customers, um, that's for me, is the secret sauce.
0: And, and with that, I'm, I'm curious, what is the business model for your, your platform? I know you talked about the scale that you can work with small clinics up to very, very large hospital groups. What is that business model and then take that one step further you know when um i guess how would you say what what is the true market size for cardiovascular imagery and what is the potential here and why is it you know why are you guys excited about that
1: yeah so i mean the first piece i already um mentioned the obviously the scalability and the flexibility um, before and that's certainly a very big part of the business model um, and the education engagement with the key opinion leaders and our customers in general, but also, and perhaps first on that list would be the innovation piece. Um, And for us, that's, it's so intrinsic into our culture um, because, you know, if we look almost every year we have something that it's revolutionary to the market and all people. Actually, use KMR and GT and all the techniques we discussed here. Um, All of those technology technologies that we discussed throughout this interview have been quite recent, right? So, if for example, I haven't discussed strain, but that's perhaps five-year-old technology for us. We were again one of the first to the market to develop. Um, We have 4D flow as well. We haven't discussed it, but again, a very recent technology. There, we were again one of the first to the market. Quantitative perfusion. we discussed um, but that's less than two years old technologies actually just over a year we were the first and we're still the first um, commercial solution in the market that allows for the fully quantitative solution and fully quantitative um, evaluation of the provision of of the myocardium there's nothing out there commercially um, to that nature so that innovation piece you know being the first to market that's why we have such A very high component of research and development within our company so that we can be very agile uh, on the way that we we develop our solutions and also the the quickness into how we go to the market and how we go with them to the market with a solution that has been studied, has been market validated before, and it's actually answering the customer's needs. Um, So that sounds simple, but it's, it's certainly. Um, complicated because it has a lot of gears moving, um, and it's certainly been one of the if not the the secret of our, our success so far. Okay.
0: And, and and just a quick and it's it's more of a for most providers that you work with it's it's more of a you license your software as a subscription model or you charge per scan or per image or how does that actually work?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have diverse um, sales pricing and sales models um, okay. not only through our partners um, to whom you know some customers can can buy directly through them using their solutions which has obviously been embedded with CBI for 2 we also sell direct by obvious reasons um, and that can be on, on a permanent basis you can actually purchase the license and have a physical license but you can also have um, a subscription um, type of purchase for for the solution. So you know, like the technology on itself being flexible to to the user's needs and adaptable. So are our our, our pricing schemes as well and our and our
0: business models. Awesome. Okay. Um, I I'm curious how and uh, this is a question that I I I. I obligated to, I feel like, to ask is how, has the pandemic, the recent pandemic at all changed how you operate? It's changed the focus of the company. How has it affected you? I'm, I'm, I'm curious.
1: I'll be lying <laughs> if I, if I said that it hasn't affected us. I mean, it affected everyone, even on a personal um, note, obviously, in the way that we manage our lives and you know, the inability to not travel as often and not being face to face with our customers and, and vice versa, not them not being as often face to face with us. That obviously has, has a big impact, but um, you know, with great challenges came, comes great opportunities and uh, it allows us to refocus a lot of our efforts in, into the uh, online education uh, business by ways of, for example, the Symphony Academy that I, that I reference. And again, understanding our customer needs that even though they cannot travel, they still have a need for or not attend conferences or courses. They still have a need for that education. So um, not only by ourselves with the Symphony Academy and our proprietary education uh, systems, but also in partnership with those societies which are suffering from some from the same issues, how can they support their their members? So um, for me, that that's been perhaps the the opportunity that we tackled, and again, just you know, being agile, um, being you know, always innovative means understanding the market, and the market can rapidly change in one direction or another. COVID is an example, um, so being very quick to react to that and adapting our solution is is essential for any company nowadays, and you know, particularly in the med tech sector um, that's certainly true.
0: Well, thank you, I, Daniel. This has been fantastic. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure. I don't know if there's is there any other closing remarks that you want to make um, uh, before we we end this uh, interview?
1: No, certainly I'll, I'll certainly take the chance here. I think um, perhaps as as a message and and something that we we obviously struggle with by kind of arguably operating on. A, on a very technical uh, field, is obviously growing our team and getting access to you know dedicated individuals that are passionate about medical imaging and, and cardiovascular imaging um, to come to join us. So um, we're always looking for for best uh, individuals that kind of fit this culture. So um, if anybody's interested to, to know more, to go to, to our website, we're always looking for Engineers, uh, application specialists, sales engineers, research and development, regulatory affairs—you name it. Uh, always looking for passionate individuals to come and join us.
0: Awesome. Well, then, Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate again taking the time to do this. We were super excited about Circle Cardiovascular Imaging. Uh, you have a ridiculous tool set that does some incredible things. And the reason why we picked you as the top company within the imagery category as a whole was because of all the different product features that you have, because the markets that you're in, because your team and the vision that you guys have. And I'm, I'm happy that we get to go in detail of some of those aspects today. Um, but thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Carl. Thanks for the, for the invitation and uh, thanks for your time.